gentlemen, happy Sunday morning or Sunday afternoon or maybe even Sunday evening. Your Houston Astros are one win away from heading back to the World Series for the fourth time in six years. They are on the cusp, 3-0 in the ALCS after shutting out the Yankees in the Bronx yesterday. It was a great game, good performances all around. We saw the offense wake back up. We saw dominance again from Christian Javier and from the bullpen. And all in all, this series, one way or the other, is hopefully headed toward an early uh, finish with the Astros looking to maybe get the sweep today. Uh, But regardless, we're going to break it down for you. We'll recap yesterday's game. We'll preview today's game four. Uh, and we'll even talk NLCS. They had a great game, game four of the NLCS last night as well. Uh, and and yeah, move move forward from here. So let's just get right on into it. Lorenzo, what's your one word from ALCS game three? I'm going to go with flawless. I mean, the guys, the boys, whatever you want to say with these, you know, magnificent Astro players that we have in our organization did a great job. I mean, flawless job, period. Pitching hitting defense, especially base running as well. I mean, everything was just flat out great. Great situational hitting, being patient at the plate for a change, showed this game. Cole had 21 pitches in the first inning, uh, threw another 20-pitch inning in the fourth, knocked him out on the sixth, giving up, uh, going with 96 pitches, leaving the game with bases loaded. Um, bottom of the lineup coming up in big situational you know, plays, Mancini, Making some great contact and great situational at bats. What can you not say about this team right now? Pitching, you know, we've already talked about how great it is and everything like that. Let's give credit for this game to your seven, eight, and nine hitters Mancini, Christian Vasquez, and Chas Chomper McCormick. They did a fascinating job. Yes. You know, obviously, Chas McCormick got it started and then. Obviously, Mancini with the bases loaded got him in. And then Christian Vasquez, former Red Sox catcher for the Boston 2018 Boston uh, Red Sox World Series champions. He came into Yankee Stadium with his one start going one for three with two clutch RBIs in, I believe, the sixth inning. So, I mean, magnificent job from the, the offense, defensive as well, with even him throwing out uh, Harrison Bader when he tried stealing second i mean that was really clutch because javi looked like he was in a tough situation right there and then the bullpen as well coming in narish shutting it down uh piggybacking after javi hunter brown looked a little struggle right there with the first two batters but you know got it done and then montero coming after him and then abreu coming so flawless job for these houston astros and your astros are now three and oh with a 90 something percent i'm pretty sure chance of going to the world series again yeah no i mean it was it was a great game all around obviously like you said the bottom of the lineup showed up wish for a little bit more from the top of the lineup of course it's kind of become a common theme uh but not one i think it's time to panic about or anything but the real storyline going into yesterday's game was the starting pitching of course the yankees are out there throwing garrett cole their ace uh, and the Astros go with a bit of a backup plan of Christian Javier, who has not started in three weeks, uh, but worked out all Astros. Christian Javier, who, again, had seven no-hit innings back in uh, 
June against the Yankees in the Bronx. He picks up right where he left off. Uh, five and a third innings pitched, one hit, no runs, three walks, five strikeouts. That only hit was a double to Stanton in the fourth. He looked like he was setting up to do it again, honestly. Um, he had a 10-inning hitless streak against the Yankees going back to that June start, uh, which is the longest hitless inning streak for a road pitcher against the Yankees since 1961. He dominates the Yankees. He owns the Bronx. Uh, and he looked phenomenal out there today. You know, five strikeouts, that's not, you know, what we generally expect from him. We've seen Javier have those eight, nine, ten strikeout games. And I really, I thought there was a really good chance of him hitting double-digit strikeouts in, in game three. But he got it done other ways. He was inducing flyouts. He was getting ground balls. He was doing a little bit of everything. And it was just great to see him out there, great to see him. Um, dominating the Yankees like that, and they didn't. They really didn't have an answer. I mean, their offense is so stagnant, uh, and it just—it's gotten worse every game. You know, game two they only scored two runs, and neither of them are earned. They scored two earned runs in game one, and they scored no runs at all in game three. Uh, just a tip of the cap to this bullpen and to the starting pitching of these Astros. Man, it just continues to dominate. And then on the flip side, the affiliate of himself, Garrett Cole, <laughs> did not have the start I think he was hoping for or imagining. He only went five innings pitched, gave up five hits, five runs. Three of them were earned, two walks, seven strikeouts. Tough, tough day, tough day for Garrett Cole, and especially tough uh, if you guys didn't see it. There was a, a video clip going around of all three stacked of in the second inning when when Bader, Bader dropped the fly ball to center field and then from from Vasquez, and then Garrett Cole looks back and he says, don't worry about it, I got you. <laughs> and then he gave up a two-run home run to Chaz McCormick one batter later, and that's a tough look. That's a tough scene. Uh, you know, <laughs> the nine-hole hitter taking you deep um, to a little Yankee special. That was a classic Mick, Mick Yankee Park um Special right there is the only ballpark in baseball that was a home run in. I bounced off the top of the wall on the short porch, and it was all that it was all Astros from there. Once once Chaz put us on the board, that was it. And you know, just steady plowing away, taking care of business on the defensive side of the ball, showing a lot of improvement and a lot of patience uh, at the plate. Yes. It, it, it was a, it was a great game. You, it was hard to be upset about pretty much anything. And we saw Altuve finally break his hitless streak. Yes. Yes. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, yeah and I think that that pitching, that's the dominant storyline here. And and it can the pitching continues to carry the Astros and it's a matter of see how far it can carry us. Yeah, but we need to get that offense going soon. Um Pena going over five, like you said Tuve finally broke out, went one for five today with two strikeouts. I think he was like one for 26, one for 27 now. Runners in scoring position. Uh, position. Seven left on base still, two for eight with runners in scoring position. We got to get, you know, we got to do something about that now. It, yeah. It's kind of getting like annoying. It's not, you know, that's not Astros baseball. However, Bregman staying, you know, looks looks like he's getting hot. He's looking like he's getting hot after that home run. Two for four. Uh, obviously, he had a run scored. Tucker, 0 for three. Didn't look like he was having some great at-bats. He kept swinging that outside pitch. 
Yeah. Um, rolled over a lot. It wasn't looking like himself. He even felt one off of his kneecap on the back, uh, I believe his left leg on the left kneecap, dude. It looked really bad, but was able to work a walk and make that sixth inning uh, rally for the Strohs. So credit to him, Yuli, staying, you know, doing Yuli things one for four. Obviously, that got the bases loaded. Mancini, this was the guy that needed to step up. And I, I honestly think he had a good game. He honestly had a good game. The first uh, at-bat hits the ball really deep, really deep to uh, left center field. Obviously, it wasn't would have been a home know, run, run or anything. Would have been a home run in 25 ballparks. Yeah, so, I mean, you can't complain about that. It was a solid contact. Um, you know, next at-bat, he gets that sack fly and then obviously drawing a walk. But that that's a positive sign to see him get going. Hopefully, you know, that's a – that's a start for him, and hopefully he could get that going for today's ball game. Christian Vasquez, like I said, his first start of this postseason. Obviously, like when the lineup had came out, I was talking to you, and I was like, "Well, Maldi usually catches Javier." You know that was interesting, but then you were saying that he was um, catching Javier a little bit more often now. So, hey, it worked out anyway. Christian Vasquez caught a great game behind the plate. Threw out Harrison Bader trying to steal second when Javi was struggling just a little. And obviously, like I was saying, he come out came out with that clutch uh two, I don't think it was two outs at the time, but the two RBIs, you know, great read by Yuli to be able to be that second RBI for him. Um, and then Chaz, like you said, Chaz McCormick doing Chaz McCormick things, taking that ball to the short porch. I told you, I think he's a fan of that short porch. Obviously, he hits a lot of uh opposite field home runs. He never pulls the ball for a home run, but, um, you know, ha- have a postseason as well for him. I mean, he's been having a great postseason. He's really yeah. been helping that bottom half of the order get going, even though the top's not getting going. Um, but other than that, I mean, everyone looked good. Hopefully Alvarez can try to get out of this mini slump he's in. I mean, very, you know, the he was hot the first two games of the ALDS, and then all of a sudden uh, gone go, uh, cold turkey. Three strikeouts, went over for 4. Um. Yeah, I mean, hopefully that's just a little slump. Hopefully, he breaks out of it. Yeah, you know, and and getting things going is crucial here. Take care of business today. Hopefully, worst case tomorrow. Um, and get a couple of days off. Get some reps in the cage. Get things straight. Um, and, and get right back to it. Um, some kind of fun stats too out of the game. Um, there's all kind of things flying around. Obviously, we're um that all five RBIs came from seven through nine in the lineup. They were coming through. They were picking up hits. They were being clutch. Uh, they Shout they were out. really killing it. Yeah, that's uh, from at MLB Metrics, which that guy's an Astros fan, 100%. Uh, great, <laughs> great account, but he's for sure an Astros fan. Uh, but then also our, our, our frequent guest here, Sarah Langs, uh, Slangs on Sports, always with, always with the stats. She's a great follower. Yeah. She said Astros pitchers have produced a 39.4% strikeout rate so far in the ALCS. That would be the highest in a postseason series all time, best of five or longer. And they're just killing it. And I think it's a combination of like how good the Astros pitchers are doing, but also, man, these desperation at bats from the Yankees, like Donaldson to, to end the game, you're, you are in a must win game. You've got some ducks on the pond, and you're going to strike out like that, bro? Yeah. 
Come on, man. He, he, there were, and there were several like just boneheaded ABs, man. If I'm a Yankees fan, I'm pulling my hair out. Um, eleven Yankees struck out, struck out in Game Three. That's the third series in this game with double digit strikeouts. Double digits from the boys in pinstripes, and yeah, I, I don't know. Blame that on the roof, I guess. But <laughs> now nah, that it's called the wind, apparently there was a yeah. wind going through. But um, yeah, even Christian Javier, dude. I mean, we already have a king of New York. Who? What's your word for Javier? You know, I'd, I'd say Prince, because I mean, he owns the Bronx. You know, three games, he's two and zero, oh, seventeen and a third of innings, three hits, one earned run, twenty one strikeouts, has a .52 ERA against the boys in the pinstripes. I mean, that you gotta love that stat. Um. So, I mean, it was great to see that, you know, speaking of pitching more record setting, you know, from the pitching staff that we have the first six games of the postseason. This was uh, on TBS broadcast. The Astros lead with 80 strikeouts with the 22 team that we have being in second place is that 2019 Nationals, you know, Scherzer, uh, Strasburg and Patrick Corbin when Patrick Corbin was good. 75 strikeouts. The Yankees in 17 had 74, and the Tigers in 2013 had 74 as well. So that that's that's you know stands a lot when you see that with the pitching staff that we have and the bullpen that we have as well. I mean, these boys high strikeout rate. Even though they'll get the ground ball and the pop up and everything like that, they could still throw that ball by you. So and then another history, Yuli Gurriel. I did not know this until today until our boy Mark Berman had tweeted out from Fox 26 Sports, Yuli has 80 career postseason hits. He is ranked third in MLB postseason history for third basements. I'm not third basements, first basements. Albert Pujols being 80, uh, having 87, of course. You know, he's been into the postseason a lot. And Tino Martinez, former Yankee, has 83. So it looks like Yuli could catch up to that. Hopefully he could pass it. I don't know if he could get to Pujols's, but it'd be interesting to see. Um so that'll be good. I really real quick, I forgot to mention too from our one through three, you know, Altuve, Pena, and Alvarez today, they went one for 14 with seven strikeouts. That is not good. That's not no. going to win us a lot of games, especially like you said too. We don't know how long this bottom of the half of the order is going to continue swinging, especially the pitching as well. Yeah, no, I mean, they, they've got to get things going but they're being picked up and that's what matters that's crazy that's that yuli stat third all-time in, in postseason yeah. history I, I would not have expected that i really wouldn't have um but yeah he continues to hit the ball well and that and that's that's a good team man like i mean the yankees are a prime example of you can't just rely on a third of your lineup to carry you in every win because exactly the, i mean that's baseball that's how this game works you're gonna have guys slump and go missing and if you really are the best team you have guys further down the lineup and in other, you know, you have a pitching staff that can pick you up. And and I think that's a testament to the team that Click has built, that's a testament to the management of Dusty Baker and the lineup that he's arranged. You know, we all, we made fun of him and, and you know, complained so much about all the different lineup variations, but it looks like he found one that works, you know, like you, you got to appreciate the way things are and, and how, how this is, how this is developed. But, Super, super, super impressive. Uh, uh, Show from to, the Astros. Not even to mention for Yuli. I mean, he has been having a crap, you know, twenty-two season of the regular um, 
of the regular season. And next thing you know, he's coming to the postseason. He's like one of the hottest batters right now. He leads in batting average with 385. Obviously, he's had two home runs that were very important in this series. He's shown a lot. He's 38 years old. Apparently, Bregman said he was, um, you know, if he would have came up earlier through the years, he could have been in the Hall of Fame conversation. And that's kind of true because it showed he's won a gold glove title already. He won the batting title last year. Um, you know, I think it ages just a different number. It's like Justin Verlander. He just ages fine like wine and everything like that. Being about 39, 40 years old, and he's pitching like this. I mean, and then Yuli, 38 years old, continuing to smash on the postseason. That's things he'd like to see. So hopefully, you know, this continues on for a long, not a long time, but obviously Yuli has about like a year left to two years left in him, but at least for this postseason. And hopefully we get to the World Series and continues to hit like this. Yeah, without a doubt. And, you know, obviously Chaz with that two-run home run, assuming if the Astros can pull it off tomorrow and we'll get the sweep or even win it in five, is 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 Chaz McCormick the ALCS MVP? Ooh, man. Man. You know, there's some MVPs out there that really are not known like today. You know, for instance, David Freeze is one that's, you know, that's at the top of my head when it comes to World Series MVPs, even though we're not talking about the World Series, you know, we're talking about MVPs, you know, players that impacted that series. And Chaz McCormick has been doing this in the ALCS, not just in the ALDS. He was kind of not hitting a lot, but then he kind of got it at the end. I think game three, he got a hit. Uh, I think he had a multi-hit game. I believe, but ALCS, he, I mean, he's been smashing the ball. Obviously he got us started for, um, for game one and look at game three. I mean, he hit a home run off of Garrett Cole, you know what, not to mention too, I forgot, you know, the only guys that hit home runs this season off of him was JJ Marievich and now Chaz McCormick, some triple A guys from yeah. Sugarland, um, space Cowboys, you know, shout out to them as well. But I mean, he's looking like, He's looking like a favorite, honestly, because really without him getting this home run, we wouldn't know how this game would have ended. We wouldn't know how, you know, seeing what game one had done as well. Obviously, Maldonado got that double, but Chaz McCormick was the one to get that um, that two-out single. So Chaz McCormick was basically like how Pena was in the ALDS, but in the ALCS. But it'll be interesting if he does... Uh, if he hits another home run tomorrow, there's a great possibility, and we could get the sweep. It's a great possibility he's going to be the MVP of the LCS. Yeah, I think I think the only other guy who's kind of in the conversation is Bregman. Bregman is four for eleven with a home run, three RBIs. Um, he, he's had his moments, like I said, he's gotten hot. Uh, I think if it's going to be an offensive performer, it's going to be somebody who has a big game in Game Four or or whatever the clinching game turns out to be. Um, you know, if somebody goes out and, and hits a big home run or something, I think you got to make them the MVP. Just because I really, really don't know if anybody has truly distinguished themselves here, uh, other than, like you said, Chaz. Uh, but I also, another guy that I think is, should be in the conversation is Ryan Presley. Ryan Presley had two big balls saves in games one and two. He had a four pit, he had a four out save in game one, a three strikeout save in game two. Uh, and if we get to a save situation in game four to close things out and Presley comes in and gets the save, I think that's your MVP right there. And I don't, I don't know. Wow. I don't know. That's how a long often... shot, I say, you think so? 
there's never been a a um air reliever to win that award. I, that's, it could be the I've first, seen starting I mean, pitchers. Those are two big time. Yeah, again, two big time saves in game one and game two. Last one to do it. Last, last one to do it was ninety nine. Mariano Rivera. He got the MVP. Uh, the World Series MVP. Um, but like I was saying too, like MVP wise, in that in a World Series, have you heard of Steve Pierce? He's not well known that much. Jorge mm. Soler. After Jorge Soler hit that bomb, you really haven't <laughs> heard him after that. Yeah. Ben Zobris, Pablo Sandoval, one of my favorites, uh, David Eckstein. When he was a cardinal, yeah, you know these guys are kind of not well known, but if you know, of course, we get to see these guys every day, 162 baseball games on, you know, on the broadcast of AT and T, we get to see how these guys perform. And Chas McCormick has a story of himself as well. He was demoted, and you know, obviously getting back. Oh, into, I'm not. I'm definitely uh, not saying that he's not deserving. I'm oh, not. No, saying no, 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 no. I know you're not. Oh no, I know that. But I'm just saying, you know, it's a story. You know, you've been oh, demoted, sure. you're working your butt back up, and now you're in the potential of almost could be the possible postseason MVP. So, I yeah. mean, you know, the, the lovely stories that we create here in this organization, it's just beautiful. Oh, that's the beauty of this game, man. I love it. But anyway, big game three win for the Astros. And today, 6 o'clock, the Astros have the potential to go for the sweep to make it seven straight wins to open the postseason. Obviously, we're hoping for that. You know, yes. you got to feel good about a three nothing lead. Yes. There have been 39 teams that have taken a three to nothing lead in a best of seven series. One of those has blown that, that lead. 30 of them have swept. So I like the odds here. I like 38 yes. out of 39 of those three no teams uh, have won that best of seven series. So at the very least, you got to really like the Astros' odds to make the World Series. I like them to sweep. I would really love to see that. We got Lance McCullers Jr. on the mound today for the Astros, uh, going up against Nestor Cortez, who is one and zero with a 2.7 ERA. Lance is 0 and 0 in the postseason with a zero ERA after throwing six shutty out there in Seattle. But that's the guy right there. Lance yes. is, I think, who you want on the mound. I'm starting to wonder if the champagne bottle to the elbow uh, was legitimate or not. That, that very well could have been. <laughs> I, that very well, And we talked about that yesterday, that, that we yeah. could have just been in a, in a setup situation here to have him come in in a, a little bit of an executioner role. Um, but that's the guy you want. He's faced the Yankees before. He's faced them in the postseason. He's faced them in a ALCS clinching game uh, with the opportunity to go on the World Series. And guess what happened that time? We won the whole damn thing. So I would love to see Lance get out there and, and have a great performance. And, I mean, he looked he looked phenomenal against Seattle last week in game three. Six innings pitched, two hits, no earned runs, two walks, seven strikeouts. He only threw 88 pitches, 55 of them are strikes. Um and he's continued to look look good on the road too. Obviously, too, you know, in twenty one clinching over there in Chicago. Obviously, this year has been Seattle, right. but you know, especially a ballpark like this, the guy that threw twenty four straight curveballs <laughs> to the New York Yankees, Mister Ice in his motherfucking veins, Mister H Town himself. You know, this guy was built for this right here. 
And especially to have this guy close it out in the Bronx at Yankee Stadium where we get to finally throw some champagne in not in the Prince Stripe locker room, but obviously in the visiting locker room. But that would be, you know, fantastic. Oh yeah, that, but, that would be um, salt on the wound for them for them guys. Exactly. And then to do it in a sweet 4-0, not having them win one game. Things you'd love to see right there. But yeah, I mean, this is the guy you want. This is the guy you want. Um, he's yet to face the Yankees this year. Obviously, he came back from the injury in August. So, but the, but his career numbers against the Yankees, he's two and no with a 297 ERA going 30 uh 30 innings and a third, 26 hits, 10 earned runs, 11 walks, 36 strikeouts. Postseason numbers against the Yankees look very fantastic. Nine, he has a 0 0.90 ERA, 10 innings pitch, three hits, one earned run, three walks, nine strikeouts. Um, obviously, like you said, he closed out that 17 ALCS to send the Astros to their first World Series. And like you said, the rest is history. But really, you remember, you know, the curveball, 24 straight curveballs and everything yeah. like that. His best pitch is the slider now. He has thrown that 25.4% of the time. Obviously, he still has that curve in the back of his pocket, 24.9, and then the sinker being 24.5. So you're going to be seeing a lot of heavy dosage of that slider slash sinker combo. Obviously, he did that with the Mariners. You know, you saw Julio Rodriguez struggling a lot with it. Obviously, uh, you know, other Mariners players as well. But if you saw the Astros today, I mean, not today, yesterday, Javier, what does he throw? Fastball sliders. Yeah. What did the Yankees do? Whiff. How many hits they got? One. This is the most favorable matchup for the Astros to go and sweep this game because obviously Lance is nasty with the breaking stuff. He is the most nastiest pitcher, the most, you know, he his stuff just breaks so crazy. Like it's just so fascinating to see. Um, you know, the lad wanted to break it down more. You know, his seven strikeouts from Seattle, five strikeouts were from the slider, and two surprisingly were from the changeup. So, like I said, you're gonna be seeing a lot of slider uh sinker mix, and I think that's good, you know, to show these Yankee players because they've yet to not take. They've been swinging and missing a lot, obviously, double digits again in game three. So hopefully, you know, that continues on with uh, today's game and hopefully you know like i said counter up with a sweep yeah no without a doubt it's gonna be nice to, to see that um coming coming from him and definitely looking forward to that now you had a bit of a weather forecast for us what you got so yeah you know being the meteorologist on my side job of full <laughs> seam ahead um, yeah, we're supposed to be expecting rain around 3 p.m. as of, you know, right now it's 1.03 in the morning that we're recording this. But, you know, looking at the forecast and everything like that, 3 p.m. it says 30 percent, 4 p.m. says 30 percent as well, continuing on to 5 p.m. And then it's supposed to be cloudy the rest of the day. Um, it's going to be interesting how they're going to do, you know, the warm ups. You know, your warm up is basically how you're going to start the game how you're going to get warm and how you're going to prepare yourself against these batters. So I wonder if they're going to have a different approach because, you know, the rainfall and everything like that. I'm pretty sure Josh Miller has a plan uh, that's not going to affect them really much. So it'll be interesting, you know, hopefully it's 
the weather is not that bad because that's the last thing we want is a delay when you're, you know, when the team's hot, everybody's feeling good, ready to get that sweep going. So, yeah, that's what I got on my forecasts for right now at 1.03 a.m. in the morning. You know, also play that by ear. Uh, the Yankees are a poverty franchise and don't have a roof for their stadium. So hopefully we don't get into any weather delays. I don't like that if, if we were to get in delay. I don't think it really Just changes ask the outcome. Yeah. Just I, ask I, I Cleveland. <laughs> you know, I don't, I, don't, I don't think I think with a 3 nothing lead, it's not going to screw things up too much. But And them having to go to their bullpen relatively early to get Cole out uh, – doesn't do anything but but hurt them. Just, you know, don't give them any more advantages than they already have. But let's talk about Nestor Cortez, the Astros' opponent, uh, Yankees starter. And Nestor had a decent start to the season. He looked like a Cy Young candidate in April and May. I think it was a bit of a big surprise to everybody, even Yankees fans, yeah. uh, how well he started the season. He had a bit of a rough summer, but things bounced back Um in the end of the regular season over his last four starts, he gave up two runs over 23 and the third innings pitch, uh, which is obviously is not bad at all. And he's had two postseason outings in the ALDS uh, on 10, 14. He had a no decision going five innings pitch, six hits, two earned runs, giving up three walks, getting three strikeouts. And then on game five, I guess. Uh, yeah, yeah. Five, five innings pitch, three hits, one earned run, one walk, two strikeouts. So, I mean, he did pretty well, but that Cleveland lineup, they were just not hitting the ball well at all. Their offense just kind of no. went missing after game two, um, uh, I guess game one, really. Um, but, you know, we've seen this Astros offense be a little anemic at times. They've obviously well-documented struggles with runners in scoring positions. Um, going to have to take advantage of that, going to have to get onto him. Uh, he's a really tough lefty. Uh, his, his platoon splits are tough. Uh, right-handed batters are hitting 202 against him with an OPS of 590. Lefties, their batting average against him is 110. That is the lowest batting average against for lefties in Major League Baseball. Um, wow. Which, by the way, Justin Verlander's top five. He's right there with, a, I think, a 145 batting average against uh, lefties. Nice. And then Christian Javier is number 10, I think. So, uh, I thought that was interesting. I didn't expect JV to be uh, that high there. But anyway, maybe expect a, a tough day from Jordan and Tucker. But in their careers, the Astros have fared relatively well uh, as as a whole. Jose Altuve is uh, one for six, which is not great, but he, that one hit was a home run. Uh, Martin Maldonado is one for four. Yuli is two for six against him with a home run. Alvarez is two for four with a home run. Bregman uh, is three for six with a home run, uh, two walks. So, I mean, we've got some guys that can get some hits. Pena is one for two off of him. Um, Robel Garcia, 0 for two, in case you were curious. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, so, I mean, hopefully we can get some success against Nestor, especially get after him early again. That continues to be a key for this series. And I think that's something that hopefully we can advance to the World Series, but we have the strongest bullpen left in the playoffs right now. We've got to expose that weakness in other teams. Uh, so getting to Nestor early, it's going to be all hands on deck. Uh, as Joe Buck, as Joe Buck would say, this is a must win for the Yankees tomorrow. They're not going to be afraid to pull him if things start getting a little dicey. Nope. 
And not only are you know, that all hands on deck, but Aaron Boone has shown his hand on that as well. That uh, he, you know, mm -hmm. he's kind of got that Dave Roberts itch to pull those guys when things start getting a little shaky. And, mm -hmm. and it bit him in the ass yesterday with, you know, I not to say that Cole wouldn't have given up runs there, but I think you would have less damage uh, if you left Cole in there uh, than Lou Trevino. But regardless, get in there early, make them pull Loisaga out and Wandy Peralta. They're going to throw uh, Clay Holmes. They're going to throw the kitchen sink at the Astros. Uh, yeah. Maybe they'll, maybe they'll chart clock, trot Clark Schmidt out there and we can uh, light him up a little bit too. But big thing, again, the offense, let's get it going, man. Let, 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 let's, let's light it up. Let's put it on their ass and let's sweep them. Yeah. I mean, I, I said, I said shows in five, but you know, screw this shit now. Might as well go and go for the sweep, you know, continue on pressing the gas, no breaks, baby. Let's go, you know, um, top of the lineup, like, I, like you've mentioned, I mean, they've got to get it going really seven through nine. This series has helped us a lot. Um, offense at the top of the line needs to step up. Alvarez needs to get out of this slump. Altuve looks like, you know, I think after that hit right there, I feel like he's going to get it going. That's what we say almost on every damn episode that he, you know, has the little slump and then we're like, oh, he's going to get it going. So, you know, um, yeah, I mean, they just got to get it going at this point uh, with Nestor on the mound. You know, they did face Nestor this year. Five innings, five hits, three earned runs, two walks, seven strikeouts. Otuve had a leadoff bomb, so maybe, maybe one for one. Uh, two walks in that series, and then Briggs went one for two, Yuli went one for two, and Pena went one for two for that um, against Nestor Cortez. So, like you said, I mean, they're going to do everything in their power to try to stay in this game, like you said, as well. Luzaiga is going to be on – on a good day's rest, Wandy Peralta as well, Clay Holmes. We haven't seen them guys. I don't even think we've seen them in game one. I think we saw Wandy Peralta in game two. So best believe they're going to be ready. Yeah, without a doubt. They're, like I said, all hands on deck. They're going to pull in all the stops. Maybe we'll get some better umpiring tomorrow, but Please. I don't have a lot of faith in that. <laughs> um, but I, I think, you know, you got to feel decent about McCullers on the mound at the very least. Keeping things close and and putting the Astros in a position to stay competitive, but jump on them early, jump on them often, capitalize on those key situations. And I know that's all very basic stuff, but sometimes this team doesn't do the basic stuff all that well. So let's just take care of business, boys. Get out there, get it done. I think as much shit as the Yankees talk, because you know, you know, yes, that that oh is gosh. in our guys' heads. You know that that they take that personally. Because they love Houston, they love the Astros, they love their team, they love their brothers, and they've been hearing all this mess. And they see it on social media, they hear it on TV too. The Yankees were built up and glorified all summer long. We knocked them around when we faced them head to head in their place, in our place, and we we're on the verge of sweeping them out of the ALCS. It would be the fourth time, the fourth consecutive. Uh, postseason head-to-head -head matchup that the Astros eliminated the Yankees going all the way back to that wild card game in 2015. And I would love to make that stretch continue. Uh, let's do it again next year as far as I'm concerned. But regardless if it happens to, if it happens today, if it happens in game seven, uh, let's win this series and, and let's start drinking some champagne. Yeah. Let, let's not hurt ourselves though. When we celebrate, yeah. please, because that's, 
if that really happened, we really do not need that at this time. I wish I could find a tweet that Aaron Boone had said earlier when we faced him in Houston. I, I man, he had said something about October, but I, I mean, I'm gonna look for it right now, actually. But um, you want to go ahead and talk about the NLCS real quick? Yeah. So obviously, you know, with the Astros on the brink of moving on to the World Series, trying to see who was gonna win that NLCS. Uh, right now, the Phillies are up three-one in that series. And it's looking like they're going to be tough to beat, man. Last night's game was it was a great baseball game. I didn't watch all of it, Lorenzo. I know you watched more of it than I did. Uh, but it was a bit of a back-and-forth affair until the Phillies put it away and kept it away. And, I mean, any game where this, both starters are chased in the first inning, uh, that, that you got a bit of a recipe for fireworks there. Mm-hmm. Padres put up four runs in the top of the first. Phillies put up three in the bottom of the first. Phillies tied at four. Padres go up 6-4. Phillies score four to go up 8-6. And then after that, they don't look back. Uh, Add on with Schwarber bombs. uh, A bomb from Schwarber and a bomb from JT Romuto in the sixth and the seventh. Reese Hoskins, two two two-run home runs. Bryce Harper, two for four with the two doubles and two RBIs. One through four in that lineup last night went seven for 14 with eight RBI. That is what a top of the lineup is supposed to look like. Yes, (laughs) Yes, <laughs> guys, please let's 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 do that. If we make the run to the World Series, well, if we get to the World Series, I want to see a stat like that. If we could do that, please, my gosh! But uh, I mean, this Phillies this Phillies team right now is hot, dude. I mean, yeah, everything's going their way at the moment. Um, you know, Padres are a good team, but right now, I mean, the Phillies, my God, you, you went to um, you went to St. Louis. And you were on the verge of losing game one. And Segura obviously, you know, had other plans and was able to knock out a single and then had a six-run inning that, um, you know, that ninth inning. Kept their season alive, swept the Cardinals. Go to Atlanta, game one, beats them, you know, gets one out of uh, two, you know, at the battery. Comes back to Philly, finishes off, knocks the defending champs out. And now they're playing against the San Diego Padres, which they're not the most strongest team out there. But, but they beat the Dodgers. That's what I'm saying. If they beat the Dodgers, you're going against somebody that's pretty good. So, I mean, this Phillies team just caught hot at the right moment, at the right time. But I think we deserve some credit as the Astros organization because without us losing that game, they want to be in the postseason. So, hey, you know, <laughs> give us a shout out there. Why yeah, lowest one. But um, yeah, I found the damn um, the quote that Boone had said. So, you remember we f- we played that doubleheader over there in Houston. That was like a mini sweep, correct? Yeah, that was games. That was technically games two and three of the homestand against them. Yeah. So, you know, after you know the game, post game media comes. ESPN had put out Yankee skipper Aaron Boone says it's going to matter unless it's October after New York is swept and drops the season series. <laughs> Booney, how we're feeling about that, baby? Because, you know, if I'm looking at the time, I'm looking at the clock, I'm looking at the month, the day, I believe it is October 23. You are down 3-0. You, I don't know if it's going to matter anymore because of the wind. Y'all don't have a roof. Um. Harrison Bader says the crowd's a little too loud. That's why he couldn't catch the ball. Oh, yeah. Another another 
excuses. Well, how many how many excuses do we have left? I mean, come on, continue piling them on, please, please come on, just bring them. What's next? I mean, our bats are just not hitting the ball correctly, and they're just luckily enough to get over the fence or getting over the players' heads. I mean, my God, how how many more excuses do you need? Poverty franchise. No, it's bad, man. But you know what? Hey, tomorrow. I mean, not tomorrow. Today. Today's the day. What day? Sweep. Oh, hey, let's do it. Hey, I'm down for it. Hopefully today and later, you know, on tomorrow, we get to talk to y'all about a 4-0 sweep and the Astros going possibility to their fourth out of six straight years. Well, not really six straight years, but six seasons forced you know times going into the world series so hopefully we get that going and you know hey let's go for the sweep today yeah either way we'll be back here with you tomorrow to recap game four and talk about what what's coming next whatever that may be but for now go strohs let's go sweep the damn yankees see you guys